In this week's episode of Everyday Inspiration, it's my story. And in this week, I will be talking about how I went from hopelessness to empowerment. Hi, Samantha Jane here, and it is your host of Everyday Inspirational Podcast. And it is my story this week. So, who am I? I am a coach, therapist, speaker, author, and I like to call myself a change maker. I am passionate about helping people to create consistency and cultivate positive habits within their lives and their businesses. I am the creator of the Habits of Happiness, which is a project that runs in schools, throughout the colleges, and within the community. It is the core to my own coaching programme. So for my inspirational story, we really have to go back 10 years. And 10 years ago, I was a makeup artist and I was running my own business, specialising in wedding hair and makeup all over Scotland. Um, it had really grown over the past three years. I'd gone from strength to strength and I absolutely loved what I did. Uh, being my own boss and being part of someone's big day. And I had an amazing team of freelance stylists that would work with me as well. And I was booked up to at least a year, if not two in advance. And I was doing weddings every weekend. Sometimes I was doing two in one day. And in my mind, I was doing great. I was earning an income through what I loved. But little did I know that that was not the case. And on January the 2010, my life would change forever. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do what I loved anymore. And so what happened? So I woke up one morning and my whole left side of my body was completely paralysed. I couldn't move my arms, my legs. Um, and I knew that I had to stay calm, but I was petrified. The reason I was petrified is... I was in the house by myself. My husband had gone to work and I was in with my two young boys and I didn't know what was happening to me and I didn't know how they were going to be. But luckily, my eldest son was amazing. He was very calm and he went over to my neighbours and my neighbour phoned the ambulance and managed um, to get me into the hospital. And they thought originally it was a stroke, the same as what I did. But even though they'd done MRIs and there was um, signs of uh, unusual activity on my brain, there wasn't uh, the, the signs for to see it was a stroke. So... They ended up keeping me in for around about 10 days, doing test after test. Um, 
I felt like a pinprick, <laughs> like pom pom, um, getting hundreds of different tests to see um, if it was to do with my nervous system, etc. And after about 10 days where I think they wanted to make sure that it wasn't life-threatening, sent me home. And it took about three to four months for me to, to get back uh, movement, full movement of my left side. I was still left with uh, nerve pain, weakness, um, I suppose I call it kind of restless leg. Um, still after that, but I could still move it. Um, but when I went back to see the, the specialist, they had said that all the tests that they had done um, had came back um, kind of clear. So there wasn't a definite diagnosis for me at that point. And they had said that it was something called psychosomatic. And I didn't really know what psychosomatic meant at that time. Um, I do now, but I didn't really know what it meant. And uh, they, had, they had said to me, did I ask her, the question me in, in the original when I first went in um, about my lifestyle. And so they had put it down to stress and anxiety in the body basically bringing it on itself. So that's what psychosomatic kind of meant, is that your your own psyche brings on the symptoms. And this went on for quite a while. And as I'd said to you, I had weddings. I had weddings for up to a year in advance. Um, but the episodes um, were still coming so every few months uh, the weakness would come and well the pain and the nerve pain and the tiredness uh, really wouldn't kind of go away at all um, and so eventually took three years eventually after um, having another severe episode um, I decided that I would give up work and at this point they had diagnosed me with fibromyalgia because of the pain symptoms and the nerve endings and um, the tiredness and the unsettling of um, the different ways. Like the symptoms were were quite a lot um, and put me on to drugs that would block pain blockers, which weren't really any good when you looked after a small family and were going to run a business. So as I said, I'd kind of decided by then, it took three years to uh, give up my business. And I thought that would be great. I thought in a, in a, hey, I'm giving up my business. But I thought, well, if it's stress and anxiety that's causing me to um, have these symptoms, I will take the thing that's stress me and I thought that it was my business that was causing me to have stress and anxiety and little did I know that this actually would put me into a spiral of depression. It ended up being that I felt as if I was useless and I went on this real roller coaster um, of feeling as if I was one minute kind of really down and feeling as if I 
was a hypochondriac because this was in my head and what was wrong with me and having so many negative thoughts um, feeling as if I was so powerless to this whole idea that um, that I could have created this um, and then the next moment I would fight and I would be come on get a grip there's nothing wrong with you and I would push my body whether that be an exercise or doing things or mentally I would just or emotionally and then I would just completely be exhausted and it just felt as if I was in this cycle of really it was a, a fast roller coaster where I couldn't get off it um, and it was a, a real a real dark time where um, I did feel as if I was pushing all the time just to to be um, happy because I knew deep down that um, there was this innate happiness this this within myself that this was not the way that I was supposed to live my life. It wasn't the way that I was supposed to live the next 40 years of my life, or 50 if I'm lucky. Um, I knew there had to be another way. And I think that it was that curiosity that actually helped to inspire me to look into why this psychosomatic thing how your brain could really do something like that how could it create physical things within your body and the strangest thing happened is about two years after I had decided to to stop working I ended up becoming part-time um, and worked um, doing just a few weddings now and again for, for a friend uh, for my friend's company um, and then I got into what we call, I don't know, multi-level marketing and it was selling makeup and they were huge on self-development and I had never really heard of self-development before um, about like how your thoughts and how you can, the way you think can affect how, how you are. I know it sounds really strange but I'd never even even came across this and they had recommended uh, lots of different books but one book in particular called The Secret and in this book it is about a concept of the law of attraction and in that it means that um, if you haven't already if you don't know what it is it is a concept that our thoughts are um, creating our reality and I have since known that actually science brings us up, psychology, neuroscience and neural networks and everything it is actually true. But at the time, I didn't really know what that meant. But the whole book goes into the concepts of like the way that we think and how it can attract, but also how it affects how we feel about ourselves, but also about our body. You know, like how we, how we feel about our body and our thoughts about our body can actually affect the body. And this was like a huge aha moment for me because it made me think about, well, if, if it's my thoughts, I can then obviously control them. I know it now I know that it's not always as easy as this because we have a subconscious mind. And this is 
where I went deep, deep, deep into learning and finding out about what it is that helps um, our subconscious mind and what helps to control uh, the pain and, and what helps our our whole um, receptors that creates this psychosomatic. And so this took me on a big, big journey. But in between this, a real strange thing happened. Um, I ended up having to go back to the hospital because I had another episode and I went to a different neurosurgeon and he sent me for more tests and I'd said, oh, they've done all the tests um, and nothing's came back. But actually, he was—he had seen something very small on my brain scan and sent to a specialist. And it turns out that I actually have an enlarged vein on my brain, which was causing all the symptoms within my body. The, the nerve pain, the paralysation, the weakness. But, so on one hand, I had just started this journey on learning about being psychosomatic um, and the pain, etc., and how I created it. And then on the other hand, it came out that actually I had a, an actual thing. It was a physical thing in my brain that was causing it. But for some reason, this still... Uh, fascinated me about how um, my brain and how they had even came up with the psychosomatic, but also how um, how low I had felt when I didn't know what was wrong with me and how much um, it felt like as if something had lifted as soon as I knew and I had an answer uh, for the cause. My symptoms seemed to dissipate and um, they lightened a lot. And to cut a long story short, <laughs> I soon realised that the more that we worry about something and the more that we don't know something, the more that we put our body into fight or flight. And the more that we do that, the more that we put our body into um, that like high response. And so our autonomic nervous system is firing all the time and this is what I was doing because I didn't know what was wrong with me I was actually at adrenal fatigue as well so even though I had symptoms from my brain which did some of it a lot of the other symptoms was coming from um, stress and overwhelm and this was causing me to have the um, tiredness and also the I would say the emotional irregulations that I was having from me kind of wanting going up and down. Um, and so this allowed me to then really <laughs> be passionate about learning how could I help people. So this is when I went on my journey to learning all about the subconscious mind and I learned hypnotherapy I learned how, how can I help people to help their belief systems around uh, confidence, pain, anxiety, stress, and how are these all connected? And what I realised is um, throughout my journey that I've done, so I went into uh, learning all about uh, happiness and the science of happiness, um, our 
the connection between our heart and heart mass and the regulation of our uh, emotions and how that can help with our anxiety and stress. And this, the positive psychology was probably the biggest thing is that when people are happy, it actually helps them in so many different ways. It helps us to be more resilient. It helps us to become more self-confident. It helps to, to give us clarity within ourselves. And what I loved about it is that there are specific things that we can do to help that. And so over the last probably four years, that's what I've been concentrating on. And that's what the habits of happiness especially in schools and for children. That is what I've been developing. I didn't realise that I had automatically been developing this. I had started a self-care and um, a morning routine um, inspired by uh, the Miracle Morning, but I had changed a few aspects on it that felt intuitively right to me. And over the last four years, in researching the specific things that I changed, it's now apparent that the things that I've changed is to help us to increase in us in our um what we call positive emotions. But there are what what research says is that they're renewing emotions and so and elevating emotions. And when we have elevating emotions and ruin and renewing emotions, they say send chemicals to our body, to our autonomic nervous system to help us to go into homeostasis. And homeostasis is when the body feels that it's safe, it feels like it's in repair. And so that means that you can't be stressed, you can't have anxiety, but also it also takes away the anti-inflammatories as well and it helps to send um, the, the right chemicals to the body to help to reduce inflammation within the body. So all of these things were fascinating by me. And so over, as I said, over the last probably year and a half, I've been doing a project in schools uh, called the Habits of Happiness Morning Routine. And I also have it uh, for the community and adults. And it is all about building this routine into your daily morning to be able to cultivate these positive emotions because they've realised that when we rewire our brain, the brain also then sends transmitters to our neurosystem and that helps us to make a physical change within us and it stays there so I could go on and on about this because it's something that I'm passionate about and about change but I just wanted to really finish with saying that my story is not any different from a lot of people's stories who are in physical mental and emotional pain I think the one thing that I would say is that what I learned is we have more power within us um, than we ever, ever could dream of. Um, and when we tap into that, 
that is when I think we really do feel empowered. Um, thank you for listening and I hope to see you in the next episode.